You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where it's a big day. It is. Here in the SMR Nation in the studio that uh, for 10 years has been right where we're sitting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In the the den of our home. Mm -hmm. And Uh, we've celebrated 10 years. We celebrated a little bit tonight. It was fun. We woke up today and had signs from our kids Mm -hmm. uh, celebrating it like we do with birthdays. But Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in just a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Honor what's coming. Um, But one of the things we do at Sexy Marriage Radio is we try to speak to where uh, the nation wants to go and what's going on with them. And this listener-driven radio that's been going on, uh, because it's been three and a half years you've been in the co-host chair with me. Yeah, it's been great. Which has been fantastic. And uh, we don't always set the agenda. We have the nation help us set the agenda. And they call us at 214-702-9565, or they email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or they can even create a voicemail on their phone, like just an audio recording, and email it to us. Or, like today, I'm going to try out, um, we've, we're, we're just going to have some fun with today. Okay. Yeah, just kind of see what I like fun. See how this I goes. I like fun. <laughs> that you do. Um, but if you like what's going on here at Sexy Merge Radio, we ask that you help us spread the word. Mm-hmm. And the way you can do that is you can jump on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, whatever you choose to listen, however it is you listen, um, rate and review the show, leave a comment, help us spread the word. Um, holiday seasons are around the corner. Trick-or-treating is at the end of this month. So as you're going around trick-or-treating, grab somebody's phone, subscribe them to to SMR. You know, we ought to have stickers or little treats made so people can put that in uh well, sexy, the, sexy marriage radio. They can put that in the basket. Stickers the in the bag. <laughs> Here, give this to your mom. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> advertising, baby. That is the way it goes. Because what we want to do is try to help create uh, beautiful things in marriage. Mm-hmm. And speaking of beautiful, one of the things that's fascinating to me, I just came across this this week, is um, we have a, a an issue with. Uh, kind of the wiring of humans in a sense of we are all way too fast and sped up Mm -hmm. and we don't absorb and take in beauty. It's real difficult to do because I, Mm -hmm. do you know on average, how long does a person spend visiting the rim of the Grand Canyon? What do you guess? You know, I think you drive all the way there and on average, you're actually standing looking out there on average. I bet it's like 10 minutes. Oh, well, 17. Isn't that nuts? That you're soaking in that kind of a beauty, which was all inspiring the time we were there. We were there for three days for big chunks. We didn't can't, we weren't there the whole time, but we camped yeah. right by it. And- we had a lot more than 17 minutes, but I see it when you get the big tour buses and oh, all yeah. those. And if you just stay in those central functions where everybody congregates. And you're running to get out of it. But it's, it's one of those things. How do you take it all in? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's been so much fun of doing Sexy Marriage Radio is trying to help people in general see something else going on and take it all in, mm-hmm. reframe it, and soak it in. What's my role? What do I really have? Why do I be grateful for what I already have? Look at the ground we've already gained. I mean, look at the progress. Look at There's so many things and stories we've had over the years 
that just confirmed the fact that how do I get in? How do I get out of my own way to see what can become? Yeah, because that's the mission of Sexy Marriage Radio is we want to unlock and reframe conversations better so that you can experience the best sex possible and the best marriage possible. Mm -hmm. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a little celebration. We're going to just honor the 10 years Mm -hmm. because that's definitely an anchor point that's worth acknowledging. And then we've also got an email that's come in um, that'll be a fun one on a topic that's a little edgy. So Mm -hmm. 10 years, let's talk about BDSM. All right. And then on the extended version of Sex Image Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can su- subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We're going to have a dialogue on what are the secrets to fantastic a fantastic sex life for the people involved in a marriage. So it's not a global, it's the individuals. Okay. Or if we want to be a little more edgy, what's the secrets of those that get laid well? Perfect. All that's coming up on today's show. So, babe, it's been 10 years this week. And job well done, Corey. Thank you. I I mean, I couldn't be more proud of um, what it is you're doing with this and um, just the effect that it's had over the last decade. And and this has been fun because today, the day we're recording it, is the day we're celebrating Mm -hmm. uh, the the beginning of this whole Mm -hmm. adventure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so took took me to dinner. Yeah. With with the family, had some mm-hmm. cake. Uh, there were signs put up this morning. We even wore birthday hats. <laughs> birthday hats <laughs> and a little candle. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things that's truly worth marking the occasion mm-hmm. because it was 10 years ago when this hit the airways. I love this song. Let's talk about And it was so great finding this one when mm-hmm. uh, searching for knowing that this was coming. You know, I'd already talked to Gina, yeah, who helped get this thing launched with yep. me, yeah, and came across this when I was just searching for royalty-free music, and came across this song, and I'm like, that's just perfect. I miss it. There's a part of me that wants for, to go back to that where one. we where we're going with the idea of we want to talk about sex mm-hmm. and how do you make it good? How do you make it vibrant? How do you make it engaging, specifically in marriage? And so this would not be possible without a lot of things. Right. Um, a lot of people helping. One being uh, the people that have been on the mic with me. Right. Uh, Gina Paris, Shannon Etheridge, mm-hmm. and you. Mm-hmm. Um, plus guests Just, after guest yes. after guest after guest that's been on the mic mm-hmm. to help make this thing happen. And Jessica, who's helped you get all those guests. And the team. Yep. And Jessica, who's helping you, Shiloh, who's been there yep. in history, right? The platform that, that's that's born now mm-hmm. uh, and the dialogues that take place there and the mm-hmm. interactions that happen. And then last and certainly not least is the nation. Right. It's the listeners that have been through with this all the way through mm-hmm. and have spoken up and asked questions and supported each other and encouraged each other and in some regards, kind of finding this breath of fresh air of, oh, I can ask these questions here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet. I've, where else can I, it's not, I'm not going to go ask my pastor this kind of a Mm-mm. question or Mm-mm. what about this, you know? And so it's, it is hopefully a place that we continually strive to be a trusted resource right? that will speak well and honoring of marriage and what it can become right? as human beings mm-hmm. and as God's children. 
And, and that's been our mission, and that continues to be our mission. Mm-hmm. We've said all, the, all through the decade that mm-hmm. we've been doing this so far. We've said, if you're, if you're facing an issue, so is somebody else. Right. So speak up, because other people can speak into it as well as us. Mm-hmm. And so a huge thank you goes to the SMR Nation mm-hmm. for showing up each and every week over the decade. And then here is to the decade to come. That's right. The art of marriage is really the art of keeping up to date with your partner, of staying on track with your own and each other's life goals as they emerge, exist, and change. It's about supporting each other and staying connected emotionally, intellectually, physically, and spiritually. Marsha Berger, LMFT. A great marriage doesn't happen by accident. Deeper connection with your spouse doesn't happen by accident either. Have you reached the point in your marriage where there's a slow creep of discontent or disconnect? When was the last time you talked with your spouse about anything other than the schedule, work, or kids? What if there was a way to be reminded on a weekly basis to touch base with your spouse? The state of our union helps you remember and discover what brought you together in the first place. It's a tool designed to help couples keep the important from being replaced by the immediate. Plus, this works from your own phone. 52 reminders... Deepen your conversation, dream, and plan together. Go to smrnation.com forward slash union. Connect on a deeper level today. So there's an email that came in from uh, in the inbox, feedback, sexymarriageradio.com. It says, what are your thoughts on Christians participating in BDSM? I've been told quite a bit about uh, of it, and personally, I don't get the appeal but I have friends who are into some of the softer versions of it. I have my thoughts, but I've never heard a reasonable Christian viewpoint on it, though. So what do you think? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, first off, anytime we start getting into the arena of um, what you could call sex and sexuality and the energies therein on the edges... Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people have these guardrails in place that they've never really questioned or asked. Where do they come from? Why do I have this? Why do I have this belief? Oh, well, I would... Okay, sorry, I'm cutting you yeah, off no, here. Go. I think there's probably a lot of people listening that are like, ah, you know, I've heard of BDSM, but I don't even really know what it is. Okay, so it's bondage, and then the D is either discipline or domination. It Mm -hmm. just depends on which kind of paradigm lane you're going down. Okay. Sadism and masochism. Okay. Okay. So sadism is where you derive pleasure from somebody else, from pain in others. Yep. Masochism is where you derive, derive pleasure for pain in yourself. You're masochistic. Yep. So it is one of those areas where you're talking about, um, the underside of relationships mm-hmm. a lot of us as people we all have a nasty side we all have touches of this mm-hmm. which i'm going to pivot to in just a minute okay um but there is an element of playing in that polarity of power submission um erotic there's there's some polarity that comes into this where you both kind of play a role if you will mm-hmm. that is not typically what a lot of people like to dabble in. And so is there anything biblically as far as scripture goes? I have not come across something that specifically says no, because there's a lot of gray 
and some of the nuances where we as Christians struggle, or we as Christians mm-hmm. have put up a guardrail that I've just never really even questioned. Um, and this is where we encourage as SMR, um, as a nation, to just ask yourself, where do these scripts come from? And what do I really believe? And is it serving me where I am now? Mm-hmm. How do I make sense of this? Because it comes down to your own personal relationship mm-hmm. and your own marriage relationship. Because when two consenting adults are involved and are interested in kind of venturing into some of these edges, okay, venture. But again, this is anytime you're doing something that's a little more in the taboo world or in the risque world, mm-hmm. uh, because there can be some harm that comes from this. Because while there can be an element of, I'm get, I get a lot of pleasure out of the physical pain, there's some psychological pain that can be in there that maybe festers and, and brings up some other things that needs to be addressed. Or there's some emotional pain. And so there needs to be tremendous amounts of communication. That's why the whole world right. of BDSM typically has safe words. Okay. If you haven't established that ahead of time, you're in trouble. Then you're yeah. you're setting up scenarios where it does get into disrespectful, degrading, demeaning, which for one partner could heighten it because that's what they're the ones that are really seeking it, but for the other it causes real severe damage. Which would not be in line. No, with absolutely. Scripture, it's right? not something that that w- under under a respectful Christian belief and ethic, mm-hmm. that's not the way we treat people. It's not the way we interact with people. Right. Especially a spouse, right? I yep. mean, there's, well, I'll let you keep going. No, no. So it's, it's, all that's to say is I love the fact that over the decade now, um, we have been privy to and help lead in a lot of ways, conversations and thought processes that maybe you don't typically have mm-hmm. in marriage. It helps us navigate and become better people because just as much as we have grown through these guardrails as people, mm-hmm. these boundaries that have been put in place, whether it's from a culture, a religious edict, or, or fundamental uh, belief system, or even just naivete and anxiety, <laughs> right? Sure. Like, I don't even want to venture into that. That scares me. Um, the more I can recognize, okay, wait, I can handle and tolerate some of that discomfort of exploring it on the discomfort meaning of the anxiety that it produces uh-huh. or the uncertainty it produces, right. the more I can either grow and also solidify that's not something that does anything for me. So I could kind of check it off the list. I'm not interested in that, mm-hmm. which then can be a clarifying moment for a marriage relationship because then it puts the dynamic of, you know what, honey, no, for celebrating 10 years, I am not doing X. Right. <laughs> Right. And at least then that's a more clear statement of, okay, I could be hanging on to, man, maybe this is the night. This is a big deal. We can rather than, no, it's very clear. So now I need to live in that context and that pressure that's existing in a marriage, regardless, anyway. Well, yeah, right. I need to live with honoring the spouse. Right. And back to the the initial email that the gentleman brought up. I've got to trust my spouse in their response as well. Right. Right. When you're addressing this topic with a spouse and is this two consenting adults, we have to be able to trust that spouse as well. Yes. So we can't have one spouse that's not going to be truthful in what it is that they are and aren't willing to do because then you're going to end up with a lot of hurt. Right. Um, Potentially physically and mentally. <laughs> right. And and it is one of those things that I keep coming across 
um, is this idea of any of the stuff that that happens in the sexual and erotic world that has two adults trying to participate and collaborate within it, they have typically reached that point because they have dramatically upped their communication patterns between themselves. Okay. Right? Because they've they've really navigated this. Because you can't just... These are sprung on a, a relationship dynamic unilaterally. One person brings it up. I really want to try this. You don't typically... That's an exposing move. Sure it because is. Because you really yeah. risk that. How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But the other is... You start navigating and talking through, and this is an empowering stance if you think about it in a lot of ways. And we do this in all areas of life, but this particularly seems to ring Mm -hmm. true of having conversations of how do we explore this while both still feeling safe? Because I don't give full safety reins over to my partner. I have to hold on to him myself too. True. Meaning I'll speak up and I'll do what I need to for me in those moments, knowing it will dramatically alter a situation, but I'm still going to do so. Mm -hmm. That's the collaboration that comes into this. But I want to pivot the conversation into something that's a little more global in this arena, because this is the idea that Schnarch posited. uh, First time I came across it was in his book, Passionate Marriage, Mm -hmm. where he has he calls it's normal marital sadism. Right and it's, right and it's I, this is some of the stuff I love speaking on the most at the mm-hmm. getaways. People have just these aha moments. <laughs> They're like, "Oh gosh, I do that." Because people don't think that um, we, we. I think a lot of times, us humans and even maybe us Christians believe we are a lot more good than we really are. That this doesn't exist among good God honoring people. Yeah, thank goodness for grace. <laughs> Absolutely. But this, I was going to read a couple paragraphs from Schnarch's Passionate Marriage because I think it captures this idea real cleanly that I want to just talk briefly about it. Okay. That he just says, we all have a nasty side, not the dirty sex type of nasty, which so many cannot harness. Nasty as in, you're not a very good person. There's a side to all of us that's bad or evil. All of us have a touch of it. Some have more. We all Torment those we love while feigning unawareness, which I love that phrase. Feigning unawareness. Right. I act yeah. like I am unaware of the pain and discomfort that I'm causing I'm you. Causing you. Marriage is perhaps the place we do it most frequently with impunity. We withhold the sweetness of sex and intimacy while acting like we want to please. We'll see you next time. We pervert our sexual potential. Early American philosopher Thomas Paine said that infidelity, as in religious infidel, is not about what we do or don't believe. It's professing to believe what we do not. I'm going to let that sink in for just a second. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Because this goes back to a conversation where we've talked about the idea of rather than looking at infidelity and betrayal, how do you look at this through the lens of fidelity? How are you showing up with all honesty and truth Mm -hmm, and authenticity mm -hmm. in all areas of your life? Because that's where I want to go with marriage and how sex is a a, a people growing process. It's helping us grow. And one of the ways I need to recognize it is how do I practice some of these things on the edges that probably aren't under the label of BDSM, but they are. It's normal marital sadism. It's masochism. I'm, I'm really harsh on myself, and secretly I kind of enjoy that. I like when it crumbles, and even though it's devastating. you know. So it's just 
There's mm-hmm. a component of stuff going on in normal marital sadism plays out in the little things that you do that get under each other's skin and you know you're doing it. Yeah, but I don't care or maybe I enjoy it. It's it's I think it's both of those okay. can happen. And the the uh little safer example I use when talking about this cuz those of you that are listening um, and have not come across this. I'm assuming one of you in your relationship, one partner in the relationship, will will be a part of this dynamic. I'm the type that has the quirk that when there's uh, light switches that have multiples on it, at the end of the day, I like them both up or down. Don't like them separate. He want yes, he wants both switches going the same direction. Right. I, it's not something, and maybe since I'm trying to justify or or defend this, I, it's a bigger issue than I'm thinking it is in my own mind. Yeah. But it's not like it throws me off for the day if they're not, but I notice it. It's an innocent example. (laughs) Right. I notice this thing. And uh, there have been times where my wife has walked past one of them and flipped the switch and then goes to the end of the hallway or the room where the other switch is and flips that knowing that will make them off of this pattern and maybe giggles to herself out loud or maybe giggles inside or something. There's some intentionality to it. And laughing out loud. That's an example of it. That it's it's kind of one of those. It's not like it's a huge sadistic move, but it is a little quirky kind of thing. That it's that like, just sounds like a practical, uh, funny little <laughs> joke to me. But w- give me an example. So that was a practical joke I did that isn't really sadistic in my mind. That's more of a haha. I want to make him uh, uneasy and okay, giggle. Okay, but there's a an undercurrent bit. in there. In in practical jokes and inside jokes, there's truth in every one. Right. There is. Yes. And, and some of it plays on and preys on an element of discomfort or, eh, you know, or I know, yeah, this will get them or yeah. Okay. And that's the element we're talking about here. So give me one, though, that might be, a, I don't know, to me might be a little more not just I'm trying to get a giggle out of it, but I know will. Oh, so, you like know, there's really, an actual real tension. Really. There. Take you off. Okay. Well, then what comes to my mind is what has been part of our history mm-hmm. is this idea of uh, I have been a professed butt slapper on the air. I've talked about this, that I love it. Yeah. And my butt, not anybody correct. else's. <laughs> and I knew I started having a problem when our kids started doing that when they were really toddlers. Yeah. And that, you know, Will would come by and slap you on the butt too. And it's like, okay, hold on. That's being watched and modeled. We need to kind of make sure. That's not always what I'm trying to teach, right? Because <laughs> people are watching. Right. But one of the things that has it's evolved, there have been times and seasons for sure in the past where you were like, please stop. Right. And some of it would be a little more forcefully stated. Yeah. Some of it would be a little more lightly stated. Right. Cause, and that's where the vagaries of like, I don't know, is that playful? Is that not? But as it continued uh-huh. in the past, it there's an element of I know it, I knew you didn't like it. Right. But I would keep doing it at times in the past. Mm-hmm. That, there's an element of what's underneath that. What's the motivation? Is it because I know she's not going to like it? Or is it because I want it and I don't care what you think? Right. And the fact that you won't like it. If I go deeper into this, there's an element of that. There's, there's an undercurrent and an underbelly in there that maybe it's not full on sadistic. But there's a nastiness to it. Yeah. There's a dismissal to it. There's a something mm-hmm. in there 
that's kind of what we're talking about. And over the over the time, this has shifted for us, mm-hmm. right? To where the the dynamic is 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 different in that the slaps don't happen, right? The gropes might, but <laughs> and bring those on. That's okay. okay. That's okay. Okay, but it's that idea of okay. That's the pressure of it happening between us and recognizing that, okay, it's not always just as clean cut. It's my preference versus your preference. There's also a what's underneath it for me and why I want to keep doing it when I know it's not something you're necessarily interested in. Right. That's entryway into what we're talking about on this. Okay. Hey, Corey and Pam. Listen to episode 540, the extended portion, and just wanted to acknowledge you guys uh, for the opportunity that you took to take on uh, this whole conversation, even within your own selves of the lower desire and higher desire and just kind of what that means. And to do that in the pretty public fashion you did, uh, whether in the coffee shop, whoever was listening to you or for our benefit as well. And uh, I'm just, I'm aware of how um, so often we as couples will choose to really not take on our own stuff. And um, some people that may that, that may be listening uh, may be thinking that you guys completely have it all together. Um, I know even sometimes when we're just thinking about ourselves and uh, who might we be to offer a word of advice or a word of uh, something that we have learned knowing that we – uh, certainly don't have it together in, in our relationship, um, but just so appreciated the conversation that you guys had, uh, the courage, the boldness to take on this topic that obviously is is still being processed out even for you guys. And just so appreciated the opportunity to be the fly on the wall as you guys had that conversation. Thanks. And we're going to leave it at that. I love it when uh, people jump in and continue conversations like we had with leading the show mm-hmm. but also then kind of give us the feedback of hey it's nice knowing that the people behind the mic don't always have it all together too <laughs> because that is a completely true statement well hopefully everybody <laughs> that's out there doing podcasts has some sort of experience in a journey where they learn something and they're <laughs> continuing to learn we all need to be learnerers. Learnerers, yes. Absolutely. Dr. Learner here well, this on the is, mic. <laughs> this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, again, thank you so much for the decade. Here's to the decades to come. Because this is so much fun doing this with you, baby. I love it. And I love it. I love that we get to speak into what's going on and that helping people. And they let us know by calling us at 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So... We'll see you next time.